Hello, friends, and welcome to Pod Return to the Waking Sands. We are a Final Fantasy XIV companion podcast where we explore the lore and story of Hydaelyn and beyond. My name is Jen, and I'm joined by my co-host and researcher. I'm Levi. What's up, Levi? What's up, Jen? Today, we are playing through the Aram Vale optional dungeon. Thank you to the listeners, Catherine Wolfshead and Athena Kylo, who joined us today. Yeah, another fun run. Another fun run. We died a lot. We did in, in one weird. place. Really and then weird. It was pretty smooth. Well, it was a minimum eye level run, of course. And Jen, thankfully, stepped up to um, fill <laughs> the healer role. Thankfully. She's not the step gin. She's the gin that stepped up. What the fuck is that even from? You've never heard the, I'm not the stepdad. I'm the dad that stepped up. I've never heard that. Really? Yeah. It's like. I, I even have a stepdad. Never heard of that. I think it's like a, a dad flex. I can thing. see that on like a t-shirt. Yes. It has been on a t-shirt. Okay. No joke. Yeah. If like you're a step parent, you stepped up or like one of your stepkids gave you that shirt. That's fucking amazing. Congrats to you. I just never heard of it. I see. Well, joke flopped for Jen. Hopefully not for all listeners. <clears throat> anyway, yeah, Jen stepped up to be the healer this run, and Jen has not typically healed, so we're all very <laughs> thankful for her. That's a very diplomatic way of saying <laughs> Jen never heals. Jen avoids healing at all costs. You're just a DPS at heart. That's, I understand. That, that's it. I'm like, I'm gonna hit a uh, what's the what's the one the the replenish the region. Yes. Sadly, Regen will not cut it in a minimum eye level boss fight. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Either way, though, we got the clear. Jin did great. No, it was great. Everybody did a really good job and they were very patient with me and everybody ate their fruit like they were supposed to, except for me that one time. <laughs> <laughs> after the boss after the boss died and I'm like, do 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 on to the next area. I'm like, oh, shit. And I died because I didn't eat the fruit. Eat your fruits and veggies, Jin. I know. Typical doctor, not taking her own advice. Doctors are their worst patients. Am I a doctor because I'm a healer? Yes. Oh, okay. Wow. That, that's zero for two so far. No, like how... It's Much like, like it's Jen's like... healing record, this dungeon. <laughs> it's like when you're on a plane, you know, you put you put the, uh, the kid's mask on before your own. You know, we're always trying to make sure that everybody else is good before we take care of ourselves. It's pretty, pretty there typical. There you go. That, that's much more charitable. So Aram Vale, uh, level 47 optional dungeon in Curthus Central Highlands. This is another dungeon that is on the promotion track for the Grand Companies. So you'll have to complete your Grand Companies quest to clear the dungeon in order to reach the upper ranks of your GC. Aram is Latin for gold. The place was initially thought to be a bountiful source of mithril, but eager miners instead found it full of what they thought to be gold. But they were going to be disappointed twice, as the yellow stuff in the veins was not gold, but an acrid poisonous substance that they would name gold bile. This is a substance that's produced through an intermingling of mithril and sulfur. So there may have been mithril in here at some point, maybe there still is deep inside the earth, but that sulfur has then made it this piss hole of Arum Vale instead. Piss hole. Wow. That's a horrible word. <laughs> <laughs> like, shut up, piss hole. Like, that's, that sounds really bad. This is also called, like, the P Dungeon 2, 
much like people like to call the yell chat the yellow default chat piss chat <laughs> have you never heard this before no what's what's yellow where chat have mode? you been jen I holy shit i, I don't know well, doing doing shit so for the uninitiated you mean shout no wild tangent but there are three chat modes that don't require you to be partied or like slash telling someone directly or whatever. So anyone can hear them if they're in the vicinity. There's say, of course, which is white text by default and says text to people in your immediate adjacency. Yell is the middle ground. This is a yellow chat by default slash yell. And this will send your text to people in the rough area around you. It's bigger than a say, smaller than a shout. And then slash shout will broadcast your text to the entire zone you're in. And that is orange by default. So people don't use yell very much. Honestly, I don't see much point because the zones are so small anyway. Like, why bother? Yeah. Anyway, yes. So people call yell chat piss chat and people call arm veil piss veil or p veil sometimes <laughs> because of the dominant color scheme of this place. Oh, well, sure. There's literal puddles of pee everywhere the puddles are gold bile jen oh i know that okay i don't know what you know at this point honestly oh my god jen has never heard of slash yell so like anything you said, is possible it's very rarely used i can't remember the last time i saw any text that was yellow that was somebody was saying stuff it's, it's always like say because people are you know rping and or it's or it's shout because people want you to buy their gold or something <laughs> it's most often used in my experience in limsa because, of course, it is. <laughs> well, way off track. Okay. Uh, the the gold bile, yes, it is what happens to mithril when sulfur seeps in. And then it turns into this poisonous yellow substance that is all over the place in our veil. This will poison you if you step in it. This will emit noxious fumes if you breathe it in. It's a bad time altogether. However, despite the gruesome death that awaits people going into this poison cave hole... Miners still try and find this promised mithril deep inside there, and they die. And the guy outside the front gate of this place is real sick of people walking in and dying, but he won't stop you if you really want in. That's all of them so far. Yep. <laughs> we hear about this opportunity from Nedrick Ironheart in Vesper Bay, our Scion's side quest hookup. He doesn't tell you any of the stuff about the gold bile, whatever. He's like, hey, you... You're getting pretty famous around here. How about you check out this new place to go and kill stuff? Oh, and by the way, tell the guard at the entrance that Nedrick sent you over. So this has me feeling like Nedrick's getting like a commission or something every time he sends someone over here because he doesn't tell you at all about the health hazards. He's like, go here, tell this guy I sent you, make sure I get my referral bonus. And that's it. And this suspicion is reinforced to me because when we get to Armvale, Willie Elmas says, Hail, wait, don't tell me. Nedrick sent you. Yikes. So we're not the special guy that got tapped for the special job. We're adventurer number 10, 20, whatever. Good for Nedrick, you know. He's grinding. I wonder how he's getting paid, but whatever. Apparently he's getting paid. There might be like a, a bounty. This ultimately benefits Ishgard. That seems like an Ishgard fucking thing to do. Okay, so let's see, let's send a bunch of random ass non-Ishgardian adventures in here to see if there's any mithril worth digging. Yeah. So they pay Nedrick a thousand gil ahead. That's problematic. Just picking up on the subtext here. 
Thankfully, Williamus does warn us about the noxious gases inside and tells us that they will burn our lungs out if we go in. But hey, it's your funeral. And the only possible explanation I can think of, and this was mentioned in our, our chat today as well, was maybe the blessing of light protects us from dying from gold bile fumes. Maybe? maybe we. I don't know. Yeah. I died to something. <laughs> so ignoring all warnings, we enter the dungeon. The air in here is tainted a pervasive yellow. It feels like you're going to die just being in here. As soon as we come into the cave and descend down a small path, we enter the shit, which is a massive room with pools full of glowing yellow liquid, geysers shooting out yellow gas, and thick, stocky plants that glow yellow. 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 If you step in the pools, you get a gold bile debuff, which deals damage over time. And this first room is the doozy of the dungeon. This is like the, if you've done the dungeon a million times, you know, to just hug the left wall to try to not proc everybody. It's the frogs, of course, again, just like in Zemael. Mm -hmm. It sucks you in with his tongue and then, oops, you aggroed like three groups. Yeah, so uh, surprisingly, we didn't we didn't die here, right? No, we did not. Okay. So I I was tanking on Paladin. Jin was healing on White Mage. We had Catherine on Red Mage and Athena on Dragoon. And I was being very careful to pull the toads one at a time. Nice job. Thanks, Jin. In general, it's rough. Minimum eye level, especially rough. I, I didn't want to do the predictable thing. So we made it through room one. No problem. Beyond the frogs here, there are also toadstools, leaf traps, and jellyfish. The last ones are called veil wasps. And if we survive the first room, we land immediately at the first boss, the locksmith, which is a giant ochu. And all the names here are themed around gold and money, of course. So this guy is like the opening into the rest of the dungeon. Yep. And we died here a few times. <laughs> it was really hard. <laughs> it, and it was like, okay, if I kept you topped off, then I was dying. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's right. I have to keep myself alive. Duh. But, you know, everybody's all getting all up in there and getting biled to death. And like, you know, I don't heal ever. So it's just... Whoa, I'm just throwing around a bunch of regens and then I forgot. Oh, right. Medica. Right. I could do all y'all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's also like level 47 and I like I just gotten like arrow two and I just got holy. I'm like, all right, I can use holy. Cool. So I used that a couple times, but then I forgot about that. And I just started, I was just stone, stone, stone. All right, holy God. It's it just, I was learning on the job, which, you know, sometimes you got to do it. Sure. Yeah. It's it's great if you're, if you're doing like your, um, like your, your fates and like Shadowbringer or whatever. It's just, it's, that's easy to use. Cause I, I've been trying to level up White Mage on my other character. She's like level 87 and I'm just running around trying to like do all my fates. Just fate, 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 fate. So I'm using holy a lot and not necessarily as relevant in Orum Vale. It's relevant. It's good. It, yeah. it did stuff. So 
this boss's one mechanic that really matters is called gold lung and it will on occasion pulse out this big yellow wave which hits all characters in the room and gives them a stacking debuff called gold lung this does damage over time one stack not a big deal three stacks getting to be a big deal however three stacks you will die handle that shit eat your fruit go there's little sparkly bits all around the arena go eat it these are morble fruits which um they look like little uh kind of eggplants uh, yeah eggplants i i saw them as pears in my first glance but either way they're like kind of heavy bottomed narrow narrow necked plants with spots on them and what's fucked up though is that these are baby marbles because we get bigger marble fruits later on that are ripe to hatch apparently eating a baby marble will cure you of the gold lung yikes also surprising doesn't give us like a parasite or something frankly but <laughs> no it's good for you. <laughs> it's fucked up. Though we can assume they have not yet achieved sentience at that stage. So I honestly, I don't know if marbles are ever sentient. Just running off of like pure reflex, like a uh, like a Venus flytrap. I'm I'm guessing they have more than that because they are ambulatory too. Right, and they'll also like follow you around. Like, oh, you're the asshole. I'm gonna follow you, as opposed to. But we don't know. They they could be a full civilization of terrible gas monsters. I don't know, big marble fruit is keeping the, the truth from us, so we keep eating their goods. <laughs> big marble. Just a big boardroom somewhere with a bunch of marbles hanging around it with the ties on. Yeah. And bar graphs. So we eat our fruit, clear our debuffs, and we're good to go. And <sighs> as Catherine noted, things get much easier after this first stretch here. God, thank God. Yeah. So the next room, we get our first actual full-grown marble of the dungeon. It's surrounded by seedlings, which are recently hatched marbles. So they're little cute guys about Lollafell-sized, and we kill them. Yes. And we kill the other marble fruits, which are ripe to hatch. There's maybe, I'd call it like a 10-second timer, roughly, before they hatch after you disturb them. So if you can burn the pod down before then, fantastic. Holy. If you can holy the pod down, fantastic. Otherwise, they'll hatch and give you another baby um, marble seedling to deal with. And then we have one full-grown marble in this room as well. Once we defeat it, then these vines which entwine the room's exit will unwind, letting you pass forward. Yeah. we got to kill all the things. And then we are out of the shit for a little bit to some cool, breezy stone caverns, just a few yellow glowing pools to mix things up. Ah, like a breath of fresh air. Yeah, some of the, some of the mob pools still gave me a, a, a fucking hard time. And I appreciate everybody uh, accommodating that pacing. Like, great in. No, like we, you know, we, we made it through. It was great. Um, we had it wasn't no a nightmare more... or anything, but it was still like, ah, no one likes to die. No more wipes after that first boss. Yeah. And, and honestly, it just, it did get so much easier after that. That fight was really rough. Um, but that's, it's a new mechanic also. The whole like, you know, debuff, 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 eat your, sh- eat your shit. I remember the first couple of times I did that as a brand new player, they don't, sometimes people will tell you, sometimes they won't. So it, I think it was on my, my third attempt at this dungeon where somebody was like, oh, yeah, you got to eat the fruit. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. And that's when I learned, like, what a debuff was and where it showed up and how I could look for it. And, like, you know, you, just, you don't know what you don't know. It's a blind spot. 
the debuff mechanic in this game is kind of criminal in terms of how little they show you those things when they matter so much. Some will have a literal paragraph of text explaining the mechanic, and it's this little tiny pop-up in the corner by default. Yes, especially when, when some of them have timers. That's I think that's more advanced content that when they give you timers on that shit. Yeah. Um, but anyway. After we get past the yellow zone, we run into some Bane Mites now, the Scorpion guys, and we fight through them along with a couple ghosts. Peanuts. Yes, the, the peanuts. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jen. Mm-hmm. The deadly peanuts. Jen read the peasant, like mournful peasant, as mournful peanut. Yeah. And it made the losses that much more <sighs> insulting. <laughs> so we get past those guys. And we reach our second boss, which is a Cyclops called Coin Counter. This guy wields a big spiked club. He's called Coin Counter by the adventurers who may have come in here and then fled before they died later on or something. As far as I know, he does not count coins. He's the one who kind of checkpoints access to the promised riches deeper within. This guy's pretty basic, though, honestly. He's a nice kind of breath of fresh air. Yeah, the atmosphere is less oppressive. Um, the like the foggy, smoky poison isn't there. It feels just better to move around. But like he's got some pretty um, classic mechanics that will persist throughout the game forever and ever. So like the swing and the... Swipe. Swipe. Swing and swipe. He also has an eye beam, so he does like a line AoE directly in front of him. And he has one distinct maneuver called Eye of the Beholder, which is like a three-quarters ring AoE. He will telegraph and hit everything to his sides and in front of him at medium range. If you're far away or close in, you will not be hit. Yeah, he'll leave like a 45-degree opening behind him. And the animation for this, once it resolves, is he will take his eye and blast a beam and kind of carve it in a semicircle around him. It's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool move. Yep. It would be That would be great for a blue mage to have. Not hard to avoid, just it's a different mechanic and different pattern than we see usually. Yeah. Also, this guy looks like a classic like Greek mythology cyclops. Yep. Is it Greek or is it Roman? Greek. Okay. Both also, maybe? Yeah. But yeah, it's like, you know, if, um, you know, Disney animated a cyclops, this is what it would look like. I'm sure they did in, in the Hercules movie. I'd be surprised yes. if there weren't a Cyclops there. No, there definitely was. But hilariously, I don't think he... You know what? I'm going to have to look it up. Because it's been it's been a lot of years since I saw that movie. No, I think he looked very similar to that. Yeah, he was like... He was really sloppy, though. He was a... He was very... He, it looked like he was made out of dough. Like, like literally his skin was melting. He was just such a sloppy, big... Is he a sloppy bitch? A sloppy bitch. Don't remember if he had like cloven hooves, you know, like a satyr. This guy did. Yeah, like classic, classic yeah. looking. Coin counter has hooves. I don't know about the Disney Cyclops that we are speculating about <laughs> without having seen the movie from years and years. Yep. Anyway, um, we press on and we start seeing more morbles again, more hints of the gold bile. The next room has a horde of seedlings and then also more marble fruits and two full-grown marbles. Holy. We have to take them out before the vines that block the next exit will unentangle. Holy. <laughs> From that point, we fight one more pack of Bane Mites, and we are at the final boss. The final boss is a extra-large marble named Miser's Mistress. 
Again, keeping the theme. I'm assuming the dungeon itself is the miser holding back that sweet, sweet mithril. And she's the mistress of the dungeon. Pulling the, pulling, pulling the purse strings, yeah. so to speak. Like the first boss, the mistress will put a stacking debuff on you. This one is called Hooked Burrs. Same effect, really. It does damage over time. You eat the fruit to clear the debuff. That's pretty basic. But this fight is almost the same thing as the Ochu fight, as the, um, mm-hmm. the locksmith fight. Except this Morble has bad breath. The, the cone attack that gives you every debuff in the game. So that that's always fun. Oh, dude. Okay, so it was, we were moving from one earlier in the run, moving from one area to the next, and Athena got hit with one of these. And I, like, I'm still reeling from the first boss fight where we died a billion times. And suddenly I look up and I see she's got seven goddamn debuffs on her. I'm like, Athena, oh my god! I'm just like, Azuna, 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 Azuna. Don't do that to your healers. It's terrible. <laughs> it was like, it was not a problem, but I just thought it was hilarious. It looks, it looks terrifying. I love it. It's so funny whenever someone gets hit by that, just because it just it's fills all the, the screen debuffs full ever. of, yeah. yeah. I'm like, girl, look at this lineup you have right now. This is ridiculous. It's great. Besides that move, the mistress will also, it's usually only one point during the fight for most groups, but with our min eye level group, um, it was two points actually during the fight. It will drop a circle of the bigger ripe to burst marble fruits around it, and then you have to burn them down before they holy. hatch. You have to holy them down before they hatch. Otherwise, you'll have a pile of ads at your feet on top of the boss. But uh, we defeat the boss and eat our fruit, and the dungeon is cleared. So this is another kind of like why bother type dungeon to me. Yes, we have gone through and we have removed the majority of the pests in the dungeon. Sure. But then what exactly? Like, are, are you going to send more miners down there to die and maybe find some mithril or gold or something? You know, like there, yes. there's there's no glittering treasure at the final room or whatever that, that gives you a promise. That we know of. Yes. Chasing that dream. Maybe maybe they just needed us to go in there, you know, the whole light bringer to go in and for once and for all, unequivocally say, nope. I mean, go back to Nedric and say, like, nope. Stop sending adventurers to their deaths, all right? Stop being the little, like, right-handed shitfug, the salacious bee crumb for the Ishgardian, uh, the Holy See, the powers of bee, sending everybody else off to their deaths. Um, because they hate everybody because they're Ishgardians. That's really rude. A lot of Ishgardians are fantastic, but the rest of them are religious extremists, and that's a problem. I, I just, I kind of wonder what we do actually accomplish by going through here, though. I okay, get- no, no, no. Like I said at the very end, I'm like, that is a hell of a crucible. It's a crucible for for tanking, for DPSing, for healing. It is a major, like, check your shit, get good uh, kind of dungeon run, because it's not easy. So would you say that the real treasure was inside us all along? And we find it at the end when we have matured as adventurers. Yes. Okay. We found the treasure of Aram Vale. It is us. Getting good. The treasure is getting good. <laughs> Sorry, you guys. <laughs> this is a later recording sesh than we do normally. Yeah, I'm like two beers in. So. <laughs> 
And now you've got a, a margarita. This is a leftover margarita from yesterday. Day-old margarita yes. and two beers. Well, it's not like I'm going to pour it down the sink. I'm going to put it away in the fridge and have it later. Otherwise, though, this dungeon is, I think, a lot of fun. I have run it a bit too many times because this was featured on multiple of the Mog Tome events, which are like the mm-hmm. go grind out some content for a bit and get some fun items to fill the lull between patches. Yeah. Bit of a tangent, but there is always something that the Blue Mage community will find optimized during one of those things and determined to be the best way to get Mog Tomes fast with OP Blue Mage abilities. And Arum Vale was definitely the winner when this was an option for past Mog Tomes. So you could clear this thing in four minutes, synced from start to finish with a party of blue mages that had their shit down. Oh, yeah. Very satisfying. That is That shit is whack. You can do synced dungeons and just annihilate everything in your path if you get the right rotation of spells down. It's, it's bonkers. It's so fun. And we, of course, will be talking about Blue Mage 2. That's coming up. Some someday. <laughs> but anyway, though, yes. So I, I have seen this dungeon dozens of times from getting those tomes. But this was a nice, refreshing breath of foul air because unlike those where it's go, go, go as fast as possible, break the, the dungeon with your Blue Mage abilities, this was okay. So you're you're forced to have your scrub gear every inch you're going to work for. Like, it's a different lens for the dungeon entirely, and it was a lot of fun. For sure. Just like old times. Just like old times. Mm -hmm. Any other comments on Aram Vale Jin? Uh, I won't be healing that again. (laughs) (laughs) No, I should. I should. It's a really good good learning tool, unfortunately. Well, thank you again to Catherine and Athena for joining us. Word. Yep. Good shit. Good glams. Next time... We are continuing the main story, playing up to the quest, A Hero in Need. And that will do it for today's episode. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. Thank you again to Kathy and Athena for joining us on the fun run. So if you want to know who these people are, uh, get in the Discord, check the show notes, blah, blah, blah. It's just it's just a good community. People are sharing their experiences going through the game the first time or reminiscing about when they first started and sharing pictures of their experience. It's just like, like whatever. Like, get up in there. It's great. Um, or you can email us at podreturnffxiv at gmail.com. And with that, uh, we hope you guys enjoyed the episode and have a good day or night. And we will see you next time.